Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? I hope you're feeling this lion energy because I am definitely feeling this lion energy. <laughs> it is so powerful. It's invigorating and it's it's full of like power and prowess, like efficiency. And all I know is with a little faith, fortitude, and a little brave heart and conviction, we can overcome our fears. We got to prove it, y'all. We have to prove it. This is not the time to give up. And plus... I know we'll never give it up. So yeah, it's the rise of the electric lady. That's what I'm thinking. When I look at the astrology, it is the rise of the electric lady land. If you listen to Jimi Hendrix, you know what I'm talking about. Check that album and that song. Have you ever been? Have you ever been? Because I feel like we haven't actually ever been to this place in the, in the astrology. It's really intense with the Venus retrograde conjunct the sun as I record this episode we're at this Kazemi and frankly I've been taking it for myself and it feels really really good and I hope you're enjoying it too this this Venusian energy retrograding we're getting a lot of information around that so I want to dive a little deep around that I want to get into this electric energy of Uranus squaring the new moon in Leo so the sun and the moon and Venus are all in Leo. They're squaring Uranus. And the other really cosmic thing that's happening is the sun is conjuncting Black Moon Lilith as well. And so again, like it's, it's hitting on this feminine energy that's coming through that we're healing some of this, this energy around receptivity and desire and passion on a feminine level. Our ability to receive, to become fulfilled with the masculine energy and the light and the power. So, you know, I want to talk about it and it's all beautiful. And I just want to say this too. When I talk about masculine and feminine, it's the energetic essence. It has nothing to do with sex and gender. We all have this within us. So That's important when we study the astrology and the archetype. So I'm going to get into that a little bit. It's the seventh hermetic principle. But uh, before we do any of that, you know what we got to do? It's time to tune in. And so as you inhale and exhale in your own timing, just grounding yourself in this present moment so that you can catch the energy, the feedback and the message of this moment in time and space. We want to become extrasensory. That's the Aquarian age practice is becoming extrasensory with a strong nervous system, a clear mind and a loving open heart and mind. (laughs) It's time. And, uh, you know, so this, these first few moments of every session of every episode, it's my highest intention for us to just take a moment to feel into our own center of gravity. So in your rhythmic breathing, in your own timing, 
feel the anchoring, feel the anchoring energy of your center in opposition to that. Feel the polar opposition of the rise, the expanded nature, pulling out and away from that rooted vibration, that rooted presence, and then allowing it to spread out in all directions, in all directions of your field, front, back, right, left, up, down, diagonals, in the toroidal field. As you do this, you'll start to feel that centeredness, that center of your gravitational field. And through that, hopefully you start to feel the rhythmic pulse, the rhythmic energy of your heart center. And as we tune into that heart-centered gravitational field of, of our own, it's so unique to each and every one of us, we can regulate our system, we can calm our nervous system, and then we can tune in to the extrasensory field, to the field itself. This is really a feminine receptivity practice. The anchoring, grounding, rootedness is a masculine penetrative energy. And the thing that I really think is important for us to all come around to is that balancing of this masculine and feminine energy within ourselves, that we have the ability to give, penetrate, project, masculinity, assert, and the ability to receive, to tune in, to observe and sense and feel. And so I just, when I'm looking at the astrology of the now and the presence of the now, the collective vibration of the now, it is more and more obvious to me than ever to find my center of gravity hold my own rhythmic heartbeat, almost like a Naya Bingi drum in the reggae. I always come back to that reggae heartbeat, but that, that heartbeat, that rhythm that's yours. And I have one that's mine. And each of us has our own vibrational heartbeat pulse that we are creating. And we want to get to know that we want to get to come into center to calibrate it. It's our core vibration. It's our baseline. It's so good. So, so this core calibration really tunes us in again to the field, to our center of gravity and the field that surrounds us. And by doing this, we're developing this practice around tuning into the rootedness of being able to penetrate and focus and organize energy and the ability to open up and receive, absorb and take in energy. This beautiful balance of both is necessary in this time. And so it reminds me of this when we have a sun and a moon conjunction, which is a new moon. When the sun and the moon come together, that's called a conjunction. It's a new moon when the moon is dark. So usually when the moon is seen in the sky, that's because the solar light is reflecting upon it. But as the sun and the moon come together in the sky, we can't see the moon. That's what, This is what happens with, because you're not supposed to look directly at the sun. <laughs> Do not, especially, I mean, unless you have really, really seriously certified goggles, you know, I mean, certified. <laughs> anyway, if, so the point is, is like when things, when planets and stars 
and the, the moon are near the sun where there's no seeing it. And that's part of this Venus retrograde, which we'll get into. But a new moon shows this. This is the thing. It's a conjunction with the sun. So we have a solar conjunction once a month. So when people talk about things conjuncting the sun, it's like a new moon in a way, but it's relative or relevant to that particular planet, celestial body, asteroid, in particular, again, the moon. It happens once a month when the sun and the moon come together on the same side of the earth. And uh, the moon is always going to be in front of the sun from the earth's perspective. That's what makes the eclipses. This is what's so unique and beautiful is why our moon is the exact same size as the sun is debatable. But uh, I'm not here to debate that right now because we're just talking about living in rhythm and tuning into these rhythmic forces that regardless of whatever they are, whatever they stem from, it is as I say so many times, understanding the rhythm of the sun, the rhythm of the moon from our earth's perspective, and then we tune ourselves into it. That's like the best we can do, you know, as far as like harmonizing with our environment. And so, you know, one of the most powerful ways is to tune into the, to the lunar cycles and to tune into the seasons. And so again, this new moon shows up all the time, the new moon is like the winter solstice. Things are dark. We can't see fully the light. There's not a lot of light around, but we can feel and we can sense. And that's a powerful time when it is a proven fact that when one sense is deprivated, that another sense is activated, even more amplified. Now, in my opinion, humanity is tuning into this position where we're starting to get more extrasensory in general as a human race. But this requires, again, this balancing act of being able to project and penetrate the field in a masculine way, but to also receive and feel and tune into on a whole nother level, an extrasensory level. And so you know, again, all of us have this capability, both. And it's, in my opinion, it's our responsibility right now to be developing this. And one of the best ways is to tune into these new moons. If you tune into yourself, you may observe that you are dominant in one versus the other, more penetrative, more assertive, more engaged, or more receptive and observant, more of a witness. Now, again, we want to find a balance between the two. And again, this is where the new moon kicks in because the moon is the sun and the moon coming together. The solar energy is that penetrative masculine force that's shining and projecting and highlighting its light. The moon is simply reflecting that light. It's receptive to it. It's more feminine. If you just think about conception, this is the same thing. It's like penetrative versus receptive. Like you have to be receptive in order to receive. Okay. So in so many ways, this is the whole thing in so many ways. It could be as small as like, you know, as birth, or it can be as like subtle as an intention, a prayer, if you put a prayer out there, if you project it into the field, you have to be receptive to receive. 
to be able to bring the energy back. It's energy. You give the energy, receive the energy. You put it out there, you open yourself up to receive. Okay, so new moon in Leo is a very empowering time. This new moon that's coming up is on August 16th at 3.39 a.m. Mountain Time. And it's a new moon happening in at 23 degrees Leo. The sun and the moon are both at 23 degrees Leo. And at the same time with this new moon, we've got it conjunct Venus. We've also got it conjunct the black moon Lilith. We also have it squaring Uranus. And this is there's so much of this moon that's reminiscent of the total solar eclipse that occurred in 2017 at 28 degrees Leo. North node was 24 degrees. And it was trying Uranus at 28 degrees. So there's so much happening at the same, like there's a lot of things that are stories that are basically waxing or growing into or, or we're leaning into, penetrating into more from that moment in time. And it's time to like reassess and, and receive some of the feedback so that we can push a little further or pull back. That's what's powerful about these times, these squares. We'll get into that, but like the thing that's so beautiful is I just want to reiterate this is as I record this session, it is the Venus conjunct sun, which is called a Kazemi and Venus is retrograde in Leo. The sun is in Leo. This is the Kazemi is considered like a kiss where the, the planet kisses the sun. We've had a a Venusian Kazemi. We have Jupiter Kazemis. We have, you know, so well, the Kazemis are really interesting too, because sometimes they're in the front of the of the sun and sometimes they're behind the sun from our viewpoint from Earth. Now, most of them happen behind the sun and this one is happening behind the sun. But I will tell you that I did witness with the proper vision protection, I did witness the Venusian Kazemi where, the, where Venus transitioned in front of the sun, in front of it from earth's perspective. So basically traveled between the earth and the sun in two, in 2012, this occurred. It was during a Gemini season. It was so powerful. I was, it's just, it's awestruck. And so like, again, like once you, as you come into your own relationship with these again, which is why I like, I take these serious and for my own, like for my own observation and correlation for my own study and research. I'm not here to tell you how to experience these transits. So basically, it's important for me to have my own experience with some of these transits, which is why I'm bringing up the 2012 thing, because I had my own personal experience with that. I wasn't trying to share it with anybody else or like put it on social media or put it in a podcast and give everybody warning to like tune in and make it a ritual celebrative thing. Although these things are cool when we acknowledge and alert one another, but it's coming, it's becoming a little like, it's becoming a little something that I'm not happy with. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to participate in that. It's not the way I look at astrology. It's not the way I use this tool. I use this tool to live in rhythm and be in harmony, to be present, not to project. And that's the balance of understanding projection versus receptivity. 
I'd like to receive the feedback of this moment in time and space and share my experience and maybe interact with you in the same light, you know, in the same light. I would love for you to have your own experience, to receive your own feedback, make your own observations and correlations, come to terms with it, and then share it with me. That's the way I want to, like, that's, this is the Aquarian way. That's an Aquarian way. It is not this telling everybody what to do, how, how to do it, and when's the best time, and what time, and one place, and this and that. Like, everybody's great where they are. The only thing we have to do is be ourselves where we are right here, right now, and being present and heart-centered and open and receptive so that we know when to act, so that we can take action when it's appropriate. And that's the balance of understanding receptivity and projection or action. You see? So new moons give us this feedback once a month. The new moon waning, if you're a surfer or if you, if you are a fisherman, if you study the water, if you live off the water, you know this. You know about the waxing and the waning of the tides. High tide, low tide. When the tide is high, bigger waves, more movement, more energy. Swells grow. When the moon is waning, going towards the new moon, moon it's low tide. The water recedes. Less action. It's a calming effect. So understanding this wax and wane, this masculine and feminine energy at any given point in time and space is back to this finding our cosmic bearings. You can use this wax and wane to accelerate or decelerate or hold steady. <laughs> It's like we're, we're flying spaceships, y'all. <laughs> you got your very own Merkava spaceship, and so do I. I got my own. But uh, this, is my, this is my point of like a, why I want to share this work and why I'm doing this in the first place is like it's been profound for me. I've, I've had an experience with this study and this, this lifestyle of tuning into these rhythmic waves, these rhythmic patterns, and aligning myself in a harmonic way so that I can maximize the energy, the flow of the energy. It's as simple as that. You want to lean in when it's good waxing energy. It's not time to double down and accelerate when the energy's waning so low. Although, you know, again, it's a fine line. Where's that edge? When you're present and in tune, you'll know, you'll feel it. And so, this new moon, gosh, it's like, it's, it's bringing up so much of this. It's bringing up this energy for me of just the willpower to go. It's a little bit of that North Node Aries, but it's so much Leo. It's the lion, the lioness. Like Leo energy is powerful and creative it's full hearted, like freestyle, full hearted, like I'm going, I've got something to work with. I'm going to take it. I'm going to go with it. They achieve. They're really living and they like, they're, they're being themselves more like they are really a whole next level of the embodied fire from that Aries energy. And frankly, that living, that, that lion energy, that regal 
leadership energy is the living example energy. It's like if we could all come lion-hearted, like brave-hearted, pure-hearted, authentic, grounded, and radiant at the same time, we would all be living examples and we would really help one another. That that lion energy of being creative and and regal and driven and focused and powerful and inspiring. This energy is fun and playful. And if you know Leos, you know, they're like some of the most playful, creative, they're the most, they're the funnest people in the room. They're the, they're the, they're the person that will make your heart smile, make you laugh. You, you want to be around this energy. It's solar, it's solar light, you know, and we get charged from it. So Back to this new moon, like when the moon comes to the sun, it gets charged by the sun, which is why after this new moon, it waxes, it grows in its radiance. And so this new moon hitting the waxing moon, it's it. the phrase I come back to is my reggae roots of the, the conquering lion, the conquering lioness. And in particular, it is very feminine because the with the alignments of this moon, we are healing feminine energy on a very powerful way. I'll get to it. It has to do with Venus and black moon Lilith. But again, this new moon with the sun and the moon are together in Leo at 23 degrees. It's like a conquering feeling of stepping up onto the rock to feel that, to let that heart shine, to let that soul shine. It's a conquering, stepping into power, conquering fear, conquering regret, conquering the past, conquering limitations. This is what we're doing so that we can have enough strength and courage and fortitude and conviction to move forward, to keep going. And so this moon is basically at 23 degrees. It's exactly squaring Uranus at 23 degrees Taurus. Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius. So when you see Uranus, you just got to think lightning bolt and you got to think Aquarian energy. It's rebellious. It's about individuation. It's about the unique within the collective. It's about wisdom and freedom and the development of our extrasensory system through a healthy, strong nervous system. On top of that square to Uranus, we have the conjunction to Black Moon Lilith at 24 degrees. And Black Moon Lilith in Leo is like, it. Re- Black Moon Lilith represents the feminine passion, the feminine desires. It also represents feminine empowerment. It can also represent feminine wounds. And we all have them, men and women, doesn't matter your gender or your sex or your I, you know, it does not matter. It's about that we all contain this feminine and masculine and masculine energy, the ability to give and receive, penetrate, receive. So with this new moon though, so back to this new moon and Uranus, like specifically with Uranus squaring this new moon exactly at 23 degrees Taurus, It is reminiscent of the total solar eclipse that occurred in 2017, in August of 2017. It was where the 
total solar eclipse was visible for the first time in some 30 years from the United States. And some of you probably saw it exactly. Powerful moment. Wherever you were in that plane on the United States, we could see this eclipse for the first time in many years. And it happened at where the sun and the moon were together at, at 28 degrees Leo. The north node, which is what makes it an eclipse, was at 24 degrees Leo. Same position as Black Moon Lilith for this new moon. And then trying to this new to this total solar eclipse in 2017 was Uranus at 28 degrees Aries. It's a square now, 23 degrees Taurus, which means it's waxing. Uranus is waxing from this eclipse moment from 2017. So you can look back to maybe some of your, the things that were making you unique and individuate yourself to, to find that internal electricity and individuation, that freedom and that internal wisdom and rebelliousness, that rebellious nature that wants you to be who you are. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's about freedom and wisdom through the senses it was being activated through this total solar eclipse in 2017. And we've waxed to a square now where we have to reassess our approach and either lean in or pull back from what those intentions were from 2017. It's so deep y'all. On top of that, during that eclipse, this, the fixed star Regulus was at 29 degrees Leo which they consider Regulus the heart of the lion, the heart of the, the constellation of Leo, which very much represents that brave heart, that courage and strength and love, like ultimate love from the heart of the lion, the ultimate brave heart, courageous, brave heart, lion heart energy on this eclipse. So again, we are waxing from that now. So the, the question is, is can we become the conquering lion, the conquering lioness? Can we step into our power on a whole nother level to come to a regal state, to come to a driven and fierce, unshakable state where we can empower ourselves, where we can fill, where we can metabolize and work with our passions and our desires in a way where we can actually manifest them, materialize them with that Taurus energy. We want to show up. This is the time for showing up. And I've been saying it for years, but the universe right now more than ever wants us to show our work. It's not enough to say two plus two is four. You got to show your work. No matter how simple the equation feels to you in your mindset, your embodiment is the showing of the work. And that's how we do it. We've got to come with that heart-centered energy, that fierce heart-centered energy, the will to go, the will to achieve and to be ourselves authentically. So take that. <laughs> That's just the new moon. Like I said, this Venus conjunct the sun, as I record this, it's happening, you know, and it, it'll, it's still happening. It's waning a little bit, but from, from that new moon, but it's still, con, you know, it's still conjunct. So this Venus coming to the sun is like the new moon. Venus coming 
close to the sun is like a new moon and that they're conjuncting the sun. So again, this, the Venus energy, the Venusian qualities are being charged to wax from the sun, just like a new moon would do. And so the solar charging moment is reflected in, in our values, in our heart-centered morality, in the things that we love and appreciate, the things we find meaning in. This particular Venus Kazemi is happening where this where Venus goes behind the sun, but it's still being charged. And so it's a little more subtle, it's a little more internal and reflective through this retrograde. And so we want to tune into like what what are my most highest standards and values? What are my heart-centered morals that I've just I'm ready to stand by and 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 be heart-centered in my mission to become who I am. And again, we're, we're like rebirthing our understanding around this balance between our masculine and feminine energy. We're revaluating, we're revaluing the masculine and feminine energy and, and understanding, like take this time to understand when to give, when to receive, how to push, how to pull, how to take the feedback, how to use the energy in a powerful way. This is what we're learning. This is what we want to do to become this balance in the masculine and feminine, we become divine humans, hue, light, humans. And so this Venus Kazemi is beautiful and it'll continue. Venus conjuncts the moon after that and then it can, you know, and then we have the new moon. But then even before this new moon, so I'm like going backwards in time, it's weird, but I started the, at the new moon, which takes place on the 16th. And then I jumped to the 13th of August for that Kazemi, which again, this is all trailing for days. So it doesn't matter when you listen, it's, it's happening in this moment, if you're listening in this couple weeks, but anyhow, the, the before, so then on the 15th of August, which is a really powerful day for me. And I, it's a merry Ascension day. It has a lot to do. There's a, a huge, powerful, alignment for me with the blessed mother on this day. There's another date on December, but besides the point, like on the 15th of August, we have black moon Lilith coming, con becoming conjunct with the sun. Once again, hitting like a new moon moment where it's becoming charged. It's getting a solar charge. Black moon Lilith is the rebellious feminine energy. Black moon Lilith was kicked out of the garden of Eden, so to speak for her rebellious nature. <laughs> I'm not going to get into all that. You can look up the mythology for yourself. There's plenty of layers to it. But what I will say is that on an archetypical level, in an astrological perspective, when, when I see Black Moon Lilith, I automatically think about feminine passion and desire, feminine rebelliousness, and also feminine wounds. They always say that like Black Moon Lilith was kicked out of the garden and had to go into the underworld. And even Venus retrograde, they say when Venus goes retrograde and is not seen in the sky, they say it's it, Venus is in the underworld. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? Blow your underworld. I don't know about it. I just don't know about it. I feel like underworld really is being charged by the sun, you know? And yeah, so we can't see it, but there's like a powerful charging moment happening. There's a solar energetic reconnecting moment 
in these these times when, when they're near the sun. So underworld my whatever. Um, <laughs> but anyways, there's my feminine wounds coming. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, they want to kick the feminine energy into the underworld. Of course they do, you know? And so back to this healing it, you know, it's like, it's actually where the feminine gets the power by being kicked into the underworld or, or, you know, being not seen because of the solar energy is more powerful. That penetrative energy is more powerful Then that's where this feminine energy finds its power in its receptivity. It learns to become fulfilled through that masculine energy, through that penetrative energy of the solar light of the light of the power of the sun. It learns the power of receptivity when it's in these phases. So I don't think it's the underworld. <laughs> That's my opinion. But uh, yeah, so anyways, Black Moon Lilith conjuncting the sun. You'll probably feel yourself like rebel yelling a little bit. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, and you know... <laughs> That's kind of the point is like back to this idea of everybody's so unique and everybody has their own experiences with these rhythms and you should, you should have your own experience because it's not enough to be told or to see that the, these Gregorian calendar dates where there's portals and this and that, like. I get the numerical relationship, but like, seriously, every day is sacred and beautiful if you're breathing and you're alive. And that's the true nature of this solar energy, this lioness, lion energy, the conquering lion is recognizing the power and the beauty of the moment, of today, of the now. To not be looking for magical exits in or magical leaps and bounds, although they're around us. It's just, it's really understanding that power is there whenever we need it. It's a constant thing, like the sun. We can count on the rhythm of the sun when we understand where it is in its cycle. If you understand that it's the middle of the day and the sun will be setting soon, you can count on it. You can count on that sun rising again. These are powerful things to understand as a human on earth. And when we harmonize with this, when we recognize that wax or that wane, the energy is there for us to use and grow and build and manifest or where the energy feels like it's pulling back to be graceful enough to allow it, to allow ourselves to pull back. And this is the true embodiment. This is the heart centered embodiment in balancing that receptivity and that projectivity to, to really feel this presentness, this conquering our fears and being present in the moment. And all this, all this Uranus energy, this energy with Uranus trining the eclipse in 2017 and squaring this new moon that's coming up, that that's, it might be a square, but I'm telling you, it is waxing. It's growing. So to me, it is the rise of electricity, the rise of energy and power and individuation. 
of our creative force, our regal nature. It's high time, y'all, to be super empowered and present. To be focused enough to jump and to move with prowess and grace when called, when the energy is, is set and aligned to do so. And to realize that flow of energy as it's receding, to calm down, to be graceful and present and patient with that receding, receptive energy. To have enough clarity and calmness in the nervous system to observe through the senses, all the senses, to become extrasensory so that we can tune into our environment, to understand the rhythmic nature of the elements, of the animals, of the beings that are around us. <sighs> Yeah. You know, because the truth is, is like, if we could harmonize with the flow of energy, and if we could nurture the flow of energy, we would really be able to understand our true power, our true nature, and use that energy wisely to be the light that we came here to be, to heal our environment, to be a living example of the true grace of what it means to be a human, a light being on earth. You know, you want to be a light being. You want to be, we're all stars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we, we want to harmonize with this flow so that we can use the energy wisely you know, to receive that flow of love, to receive that energy. We can be healed by it. We can be fulfilled by it. Fill your cup. Let it overflow. And then give it back. And be willing to receive again. And know that this wax and this wane, this, this giving and receiving occurs over and over and over again. And it's just about us tuning into the rhythm of that, just like an inhale and an exhale, receiving as we inhale, exhaling as we give. Yeah, so graceful, so powerful. It's a powerful time to be alive. It's a powerful time to be alive, no doubt. Like I said, this is the rise of the electric feminine energy. Let's heal this. Let's heal this energy. Let's see if we can be strong enough in our nervous system and brave enough in our hearts to actually channel more energy. Like I was talking about last week with the Jupiter stuff. It's like expand your field, open your system and your field up enough to receive more, to give more. If you've got the enter, if you've got it, you know, like not everybody has it. You do what you, what's best for you. But I'm telling you, we want to move more energy. We want to get fuller and more circulative in our own energy source. It doesn't have anything to do with like putting out into the world. It's just about using the breath and the rhythm of the moment to take in the energy, to give it back and to be so anchored and grounded in our presence. This is true core calibration. 
It's working that toroidal field. And, you know, that's what the earth is doing. That's what the sun is doing. It's what all planetary bodies are doing. Celestial bodies are, there's like, everybody's got a magnetic field, an energetic field. And it's just a matter of how we're using this energy, how we're giving and receiving that energy through that field. So it's time to get really graceful and regal about it, <laughs> to step into our prowess, to, to feel that our uniqueness in the collective and let our soul shine, to feel heart-centered and grounded in gravity, yet receptive to the extrasensory feedback we're being given. And yeah, with a little faith, fortitude, commitment, and a brave heart. And of course, love. Love above all. Love above all. We can conquer our fears. We can have the courage to keep going. We can just... We can be... We can feel that that empowerment that comes from conquering and being so graceful in the moment and healing. Let it fill your cup. May it overflow. Give, receive, give, receive. Be yourself. Let your soul shine. And know I'm so grateful for you. Because I'm doing it and you're doing it. And then like the more of us that are doing it, the better off we'll all be. You know, we're just going to keep growing this mass consciousness around this vibe. So thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I've got so much love and respect for you for doing the work, for being present on this planet right now, for being a light you know, for being that hue, men being, <laughs> for letting your love light shine and becoming that conquering lion or lioness, conquering lioness. Yes. Blessings and love, y'all. Peace. Last thing, I did want to let y'all know I got a living in rhythm immersion. You can check it out on the website at livingrhythm.com. But I'm doing a little one-on-one -on -one work with folks. There's a little package on there that you can buy that uh, is a commitment for yourself to help you. I'll work with you to help you personalize, customize your practice so that you can harmonize and soul sync with the cosmos and tune in to your calibrated core. Start living in rhythm in your own unique way because that's what this time is about. So once again, hit me up if you want a sesh or if you want to do that little living in rhythm immersion, hit me up. Let me know. Otherwise, I'll be here doing what I'm doing, holding steady, letting my heart be strong, letting my soul shine. I'll carry on. <laughs> so again, thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Much, much love, blessings, protection, guidance. Yes, bless. Peace.